Our gospel uh, today begins in somewhat of an unusual way. Luke tells us the point of the parable before giving us the parable. And in many storytelling circles, this is not considered a particularly good move. Because when we know the point the storyteller wants to make, there's a tendency for us to pay less attention to the story. But here's what we're being asked to ponder this evening. If even an unjust and dubious human judge who cares little for either God or man or woman will grant the just request of a poor woman, one of the most vulnerable in society, how much more will our God, our heavenly Father, who loves us dearly, give us the good things we ask of him if we only persist in our prayer? Being persistent in our prayer is the clear message, but we know that's not always easy for us to execute. So as we conclude this six-week series on growing in maturity as followers of Jesus, we should hear the words of St. Paul to Timothy in our second reading today ring true in our ears. Be persistent in proclaiming God's holy word, whether it's convenient or inconvenient. And I think we all know how inconvenient that can be at certain times in our lives. That appeal is similar to the question Jesus proposes to us today. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? And he doesn't answer that question for us. That's because it's for each of us to answer that question for ourselves. If we want to grow in our faith, then we need to ponder that question from Jesus. Will he find faith here on earth through and with each and every one of us? So how can we develop a deeper Christian maturity or if you will, have more skin in the game. As the saying goes, God supplies the water. We turn on the faucet. We turn on those faucets when we turn on our prayer lives. Today we're being reminded that the overarching spiritual discipline that we should be focused on is prayer. Our readings offer us very, or several aspects of essential prayer for us to continue. Our own personal prayer, the communal dimension of our prayer, and the ministry commitments that flow out of our prayer. Our personal prayer must be consistent and persistent. Like Moses in our first reading and the woman in the gospel reading, we must be ceaseless in our prayer, not discouraged by the difficulties we might all face. God is always open to our prayers as we open our hearts to God's desire for us. Because when we are prayerful, we are powerful. Not to change God's mind, but to change us. We know that there's many forms of prayer, prayers of pure praise to God, prayers of intercessions, 
that we, when we ask God to help in our times of need, prayers for forgiveness of our sins, and sometimes we cry out to God in our anguish, a lament when sorrow, loss, and confusion floods our lives. We pray trusting that God hears us and will assist us, even though the outcome of our prayers are not always clear. There are many times when we feel that God is not hearing our prayers. God is not hearing our petitions. Haven't we all had times when it seems that our prayers have been unheard? Times of crisis and suffering when we send our prayers up to the heavens, pleading for an answer for God, and when they only, all we receive in return is his divine silence. At those times when our prayers seem to bounce off the ceiling and ricochet back to us, that's when we have a tendency to question our faith. When it seems our prayers go unanswered or when the answer is no or when the answer is not on our timeline, we should always remember the character of our God, a loving father, not an unjust judge, a God who loves us completely and who judges perfectly. Regardless of how strange that first reading might seem to us from Exodus, it very strongly emphasizes the communal dimension of prayer. It describes one of the most unusual scenes in the Bible, Moses lifting his hands in prayer. And as long as he keeps those hands raised, the Israelites gain ground against the evil one. When Moses gets tired and lowers hands, the battle turns. The story adds a note that echoes our gospel reading today, namely that of weariness in prayer. Moses lets fatigue overcome him and he lowers his arms. Then his prayer weakens. This is also the point of Jesus's message for us today. Pray always without becoming weary. Moses would not have been able to per persevere unless he had the help of Aaron and her. He couldn't keep his hands raised to God all day. The point is, we need each other. Therefore, God sends us friends to help us on our prayerful, spiritual journey. Those friends can intercede for us. Living as disciples of Christ is in fact a team sport. God deliberately designed us that way. Some of us like to pray the Our Father with our hands open, which is known as the Orant's posture. It's similar to a beggar. We come before the table of the Lord begging for our daily bread the spiritual and physical substance that we need to sustain us in our prayers of faith. Our open hands, like Moses, suggest our open mind and our open heart to receive whatever God gives to us. Not closed, not a flinch, clenched fist in anger, but rather open, an open agenda. Letting God's will be done. That's why in our, our Father that we'll pray in just a few minutes, 
we're always reminded, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. One final point. When we practice personal prayer and commit to our faith journey in a community with one another, it can lead us towards a ministry commitment, which can also fulfill us. Our connection with God through our prayer life can lead us out of this tendency towards a isolated devotional ministry of prayer to a commitment flowing out of our prayer. That's why today we're being encouraged to visit the ministry table in the back in the narthex after mass today. And our parish is so blessed with so many liturgical and prayer ministries. The bereavement ministry that plans funerals that those who have gone before us. Eucharistic adoration, the ministers of care who visit the sick and those who are in the nursing homes. The prayer shawl ministry that brings so much comfort to people. Legion of Mary, and one of my favorites, the ministry of praise. These are people, elderly, homebound, they can't join us anymore, and all they do is pray for all of us, pray for our church each and every day. As followers of Jesus, we want to grow in our faith. We must live in a place where we trust in God and be persistent in our private, communal, and ministry prayer. Let's continue to pray with faith, trusting that God in his wisdom will care for all of us and always knows what is best for each and every one of us. God bless you.